This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week, it's part three. <laughs> Concluding episode. Oh my God. <laughs> of Kidnapped. <laughs> and we are going off book this week. I'm so excited. I absolutely love that the show writers or whoever were just like, no, we're spinning another episode out of this. Lads. We're not done here. We can use Carl a bit more because that's his name. Oh, my God. Just throughout. I mean, even mm. when there's like a, a official media reference to his name in this episode, my notes just put in, Carl, the orderly is on the loose. <laughs> his full name yeah at some, at some point they're like Peter Carpenter and I was like who oh Carl the Order yes of course <laughs> why didn't you say so well we will will we dive right in with the tagline blurb whatever we want to call it oh sure I forgot to get it ready so if you have it there go for it um I do so it is <laughs> I'm excited to hear this <laughs> <laughs> It is just factual. But okay. <laughs> um, Elizabeth and Jessica are placed under protective custody when Peter, Carl, escapes from jail. This time, Peter kidnaps Jessica. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Blurb. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I noticed this episode aired on February the 13th, 1995, which is the week I met my now husband. So, um... Yeah, it's a significant week in my life as well as the twins. From now on, you can celebrate your anniversary by watching <laughs> one, two and three of Kidnapped <laughs> with Patrick. <laughs> Lovely. We didn't get together for about six years, but we did meet oh, okay. uh, in college that week. So um, Friendship anniversary then. <laughs> yes, exactly. So clearly a drama was in the air. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, we begin this episode in the frankly speaking studio oh my god i was so happy I... <laughs> what a treat <laughs> not least because they used the cityscape set that they had out the windows of dante's atelier oh my god of course it was oh fantastic because remember oh. we said it looked like you know the set like something at the back <laughs> of like letterman or something or mm-hmm. you know some chat show in the 80s and 90s and uh, they've just reused it for that purpose it was extremely stuff. accurate observation on your part there yeah <laughs> well who could be the star guest of uh frankly's show why it's a clearly quite traumatized <laughs> liz <laughs> Yeah, TV Liz is way more realistically traumatised than Book Liz ever was. Massively so. I was actually slightly surprised, like seeing a traumatised Wakefield was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. This is actually quite good. (laughs) 
actually experience long-term consequences. No, they don't just brush themselves off and skip on to the next caper. Like, Well, I seem to recall that when, like, literally the day Liz got, uh, got released from Carl's shack in the books, or possibly the next day, but I actually think it could have even been that evening, there was the big welcome home party at which Nicholas made his book debut. That's right. Yeah, literally, she left, like, I don't know, did she even go to the police station? But yeah, basically went from the shack to a house party. (laughs) Well, TV Liz in her waistcoat and flowery skirt Mm. um, is uh, is looking clearly shaken. And Jeremy uh, Franks appears and says, a deranged loner who mistook kindness for love. It's all very sensational, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. By the way, he refers to Liz as being uh, kidnapped, shot and tied up. So she was shot. Yes. Remember, we couldn't figure out was she just grazed by the bullets. So she was fully fucking shot and just basically <laughs> dumped at the door of the hospital by the cops then is what happened <laughs> in the last episode. Well, there was no sign of blood or bandages. So, I mean, this, this shooting is quite... Um, mm. There was blood on her uniform. That was the thing because oh, I couldn't figure right. out was it like was. a flesh wound? But it was very confusing and mm. there we have confirmation that she just <laughs> takes it like a champ, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> bullets just bent off a Wakefield. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jeremy asks how she escaped. And as Jessica watches from behind a monitor, and in fairness to Jessica, looking very proud and happy, uh, not like, I should be out there. Bitter um, and jealous, yeah. <laughs> Liz uh, Liz tells how she used the glass with the, the mirror to saw her way through the ropes. And then, because American television is insane, Jeremy just goes, <laughs> we'll be right back after these <laughs> messages. <laughs> well, that's been four seconds of content. Time for an <laughs> break. <laughs> It's literally three mm. sentences have been spoken. And yet it rings true to American it does. telly. It does. <laughs> well, Jessica runs over as soon as the uh, the camera start, stop rolling. And uh, she's also in a waistcoat. There's a lot of waistcoats in this episode. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of the standard. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> instead of jumpsuits, it's waistcoats. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what we they, get on telly. <laughs> they are the jumpsuits of the mm. TV Sweet Valley universe. Yeah. Um, well, Jessica hasn't changed that much uh, from the books because she's telling Liz that she's uh, lucky to be on TV. And uh, Liz, understandably, doesn't feel lucky. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, because Jessica's super excited for her. And she's like, why aren't you excited? Like, you're on TV. Isn't this amazing? And Liz is like, you know, I'm actually really nervous. Um, and Jessica can't really understand this. Yeah. But then Liz explains, you know, she's actually finding it quite hard to relive this quite traumatic thing that happened yes. to her. But um, but Jessica's just like, oh, you'll be fine. You know, just keep your chin up and uh, tilt your head to the left. It's your yeah. best side. <laughs> so she's being super helpful. <laughs> Uh, well, Liz does say, look, you know, Liz, she, Liz is not bothered about whether she looks good or not. It's mm. basically reliving the trauma. And of uh, again, a lot more realistic than uh, than the books. And Jessica is booted off stage by one of the group, then rushes back to just adjust to Liz's head. <laughs> that was pretty funny, to be yeah, fair. It's like I did properly laugh for that. <laughs> well, the show is live again. And Jeremy has a... That's some breaking news. Oh my, okay. I have so many questions. (laughs) (laughs) But please ask yours. Ask yours. I I simply must. Because yeah, he comes back, as my notes again say, frankly, because that's his name. Of course. uh, Comes comes back from the break with the information that (laughs) Carl has escaped from prison (laughs) while undergoing psychiatric evaluation. So like, 
first of all, does he know this before the cops did? Uh, is this show going out live? Also, why is he breaking this news on television to a, again, clearly traumatised 16-year-old victim of said psychopath? So like, what's the story, frankly? What are you doing? <laughs> I did wonder had Carl escaped when they say he's escaped while undergoing uh, an evaluation, like a psychological evaluation or a psychiatric evaluation. I thought, oh my god, that fucking hospital—that's the sort of thing where that would happen. Somebody would escape. You know what? That's so true. Again, the cops probably brought him in a van to the hospital and just like dumped him at the door and were like, "We'll see you later. (laughs) About to pick you up in an hour." Uh, Don't think a psychiatrist in there somewhere. Possibly. I don't know. No, no, it's half five. They'll have gone home. Go ask him. Yeah, they dropped him too close to closing time and there was no one there. So he just legged it. <laughs> well, hilariously, frankly, hilariously, but also if this was real, appallingly, mm. um, frankly turns to Liz and goes, Elizabeth, what's going on in your head right now? Fucking hell. Like, I mean, yeah, sensationalist kind of talk shows are one thing, but like, come on, dude. A, just a smidgen of ethics maybe here. Yes. Come on, frankly. Really. <laughs> Well, we cut to the Casa del Wakefield where an angry Jessica asks the two policemen who have been assigned to uh, to the twins, how could they have let that maniac escape? Of course, the um, the cops don't even mention that at all or the oh. fact that maybe some adults should be with these nope, riders. Not a bit. No, my nose to say, hilariously, still no parents. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say, <laughs> amazingly, Ned and Alice nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> we essentially wrote the same thing down. <laughs> well, it's, oh, it's surely what everybody is thinking. Like, could they at least have come up with some excuse where, like, mom and dad are on a three-month cruise <laughs> to New Zealand? Like, why are they not there? And yes, every mode of communication on the boat has been thrown into the ocean, so there's simply no way to reach them. Yes. Uh, I mean, even some some kind of throwaway line, however ridiculous, just to like, because <laughs> it's just, it's so outlandish that there's like two cops talking to these underage twins <laughs> that are now in protective custody yeah. and there isn't a parent or a guardian or an aunt or an uncle to no. be had. Like, yeah. it's gas. Madness. Well, uh, the police say they'll do all they can to keep the twins safe. But Jessica's unimpressed. And when one of the cops says, look, every cop of the state is looking for him. Um, and we'll be, you know, keeping an eye on you. Uh, Liz asks, how much danger are they in? And I'm saying the cop is not very reassuring at all. <laughs> not a bit. Again, my notes to say, not reassuring. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, oh yeah, this is a very unstable person. We've no idea what he's really capable of. Like... <laughs> You could just lie to her a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Again, she's 16 and clearly doesn't live with her parents. So. Oh my God. She's in so much danger. <laughs> well, we cut to the moon beach uh, where Jessica is returning from the counter and asks the cop who's shadowing her, uh, Sarkley, if he wants to taste her order. Um, so he sits in the booth sort of you know, backing on to hers and mm. says, he's just doing his job. God help him. I mean, the cops in this town are terrible, but in fairness, oh. that would be a pretty grim job. I, I mean, he is trying, yeah. And when he says he's just doing his job, she's really snappy and she's like, well, I wish you weren't so good at it. And it's like, so you want to be kidnapped? <laughs> like, what's, what's plan B here, Jessica? <laughs> this man is still on the loose, you know? <laughs> well, her social life hasn't been uh, too badly damaged because uh, some of her pals rock up to the booth. 
Yeah, so yeah, we get Manny, Bruce and Patty, a uh, fun little trio, uh, come up to her and ask her if she's coming to the opening of a new club that night. And I had to go back so many times to figure out the name of this fucking place. Because um, it sounds like, or as, as best as I can guess, it's the Groovitaria. Well, I think that could be a sort of pun or pun or reference to Danceteria, which was like a early 80s New York nightclub that was like a oh. super kind of cool uh like you know scenes for a sort of place <laughs> yes like Madonna used to go there how do we describe it without sounding ancient yes exactly <laughs> those people who went there were even more ancient than us okay see I had absolutely no frame of reference or context for yeah. anything approaching this word so I was very confused yeah. well I'm thinking that's who it was who it refers to but yeah it was like Madonna used to go there with a lot of kind of cool okay 80s club kids um so I'm guessing that's a reference to it but I mean that would have been early 80s so hmm. uh it's, it's just the only thing I could think of for Grooveteria just, yeah okay well that um, makes a kind of a kind of svh sense to be honest mm, true oh yeah about eight years too late so <laughs> yeah well it stands yeah that's that all checks out <laughs> yeah well um yeah apparently bruce's uncle has free passes and uh, jessica can't wait to to join the crew because she's been cooped up with quote deputy dork for two weeks so two weeks have passed since mm. carl's uh escape yes um so, uh, yeah, she's announced that she is, uh, she's definitely going. Um, mm. Her pal's head off and Jessica tells the cop she hopes, points at his outfit and hopes he's not wearing that to Grooveteria because it's a club, not an old age home. <laughs> yes, and then, of course, the cop, uh, I'm sure he's delighted to get to break the news to her that uh, she obviously <laughs> cannot go to this because it's way too much of a security risk. <laughs> yes, and she's enraged. <laughs> By the way, the cop is not that old. He's not, and he's actually quite good looking as well like she she has thrown herself at much less attractive (laughs) men it's like i'm trying to say this kindly (laughs) who look older yes exactly (laughs) well then todd and liz arrive and todd is wearing such enormously baggy clothes and i actually thought it was somebody wearing like flowing robes (laughs) he's a wizard now He's wearing such giant red trousers. They have to be seen to be believed. <laughs> Maybe that was just the style of the time in California in well, 1994. It must have been California because it was mm. not the style over here, I can tell you. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, they arrive with their own little little pal, um, as Jessica says. And Jessica tells them that she just can't stand it. She's a prisoner in her own life. Yeah, Liz tries to assure her that it's not actually that bad and uh, Jessica takes the chance to take a shot at Todd because she's like, yeah, well, I guess I've never had my own personal goon before. Oh, oh, oh. he's an old timey gangster. <laughs> Although Todd does manage to get, uh, he does manage to get a jab in back at her saying, well, you've dated some. I mean, so he's not wrong. Know, he's not, it's true. It's just the delivery again, not great, no. Todd. Not angry great. as ever. <laughs> oh, as ever, just default angry. <laughs> Well, Liz reminds um, reminds Jessica that this is all for their safety. But Jessica says that Carl is probably in Brazil by now. Like, it's been two weeks. Mm. So, you know, he's if he hasn't shown up by now, he's not going to show up at all. But then... <gasps> oh my God, cut to, like, a hedge <gasps> with a shadow. 
shadowy edge and like heavy breathing kind of like point of view camera work and uh it kind of creeps up on the um the jeep and we just see like the tire of the jeep Uh getting punctured like an ice pick or something sinister very sinister and sinister Mm. music plays of course very well, back at the moon beach, the twins greet Nicholas, who hasn't got any more attractive or charming since last week. <laughs> Even less so, if possible. Because <laughs> why is he here? You serve no purpose, Nicholas. Go away. <laughs> oh, well, so, uh, more than one person asked, why bring in Nicholas and no Regina? Madness. Oh, like, so true. Even just just kick him out altogether and just have it be Regina, you know? Yes. <sighs> well... Uh, he hopes they're coming to the club tonight and says he hasn't seen Liz around for a while. And Liz says she and Todd are going to stay home and watch a video. And of course, Todd loses the <laughs> fucking rag again. Fucking Todd, yeah. He's like, what, again? He's like, I feel like we're in hibernation. And he's really pissy and ratty yes. about it. Like, as if the man who was literally obsessed with and abducted your girlfriend isn't running around town, like, and has not been captured. What are oh. you doing, Todd? <laughs> Oh my god, like he's lit she was literally kidnapped two weeks ago and you're yeah. bitching about like her wanting to stay in a bit. <laughs> yes. This is Come it's on. just insane. So uh yeah, Jessica says, look, this is the um this is the la- oh sorry, Nicholas says it won't be the same without them because they're all best pals, I guess, yeah. after the two weeks he's uh, been here. Fuck off, Nicholas, get out of here. Well, Jessica says, this is the last straw and tells the uh, cop, congratulations, you've completely destroyed my social life. (laughs) Yes, she throws quite the tantrum Mm. and kind of gets up as if she's about to storm out. So, of course, the cop pops up out of his seat and she's like, do you mind? Uh, And says like she prefers to go to the ladies room by herself and stomps off to the jacks. But uh, that's (gasps) what she's at least making you think she's going to do, because, of course, the (gasps) Jessica jingle kicks in. (laughs) Of course it does, because she's sneaking out (laughs) the emergency exit, which is right Right. next to the loo. Sure, why not? (laughs) Oh, my God. She has learned nothing. She runs out to the Jeep and she just gets right into it without checking the back seat, even though this is literally an open, basically, kidnapping box that your sister was kidnapped from. The inside outside Jeep. Yes. Like your sister was kidnapped in this very Jeep. Yes. Come on. A bit of caution. Come on now. Well, she's learnt nothing clearly. And she heads out uh, on the open road. And uh, I guess we did get a hint of this before at that time when Liz and Todd had the motorbike accident because the moon beach seems to be a very long way across like rugged, <laughs> ter- deserted terrain from the rest of Sweet Valley. Yes, again, it's like if you're going from the moon beach to anywhere, you have to go through the middle of nowhere. There's yeah. just open road and empty fields. I don't know. It's kind of like <laughs> scrubland. Like it looks very remote and almost deserty. Hmm. Well, uh, Jessica is in the middle of nowhere when she realizes that she has a flat tire because of uh, mystery shadow puncturing mm-hmm. the tire and gets out and grumbles about being, you know, too late for the, the club um, opening. But then she sees a car approaching. Yes, headlights approach from the road. So she waves down the car and uh, is kind of crouched down at the tire as she thanks the person for stopping. And uh, it's very dramatic because she kind of turns to see who it is and you just see like the person's boots and then it very slowly pans up. And of course, it's <gasps> Carl the Orderly. <laughs> it is. Oh my God. And he's he's very dramatically lit. Very. He is uh, in, his, in the lights of his car. So mm. it's Jessica is... Uh, horrified and possibly thinks 
maybe I should have stayed in the Moon Beach. But no, because we know she will never learn any lessons. <laughs> also true. Well, we cut to the Castell Wakefield where a worried Liz hangs up the phone and uh, says Patty has just told her Jessica never showed up at the club. Oh no, yeah. So Liz wants to go out to look for her. But uh, just as she's kind of about to, to make a move, the cop that was assigned to Jessica arrives uh, at the house and tells them that apparently the Jeep has been found and there were signs of a struggle, but they don't know what happened to her. And I was like, do you just want to hazard a guess, lads? Yes. I mean, I know I'm not a cop or anything here, but maybe just have a go. What <laughs> happened here? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, maybe you could see if there were any tracks because she was on a sort of the dusty side, you know, edge of the road. Could you tell which direction somebody else was going? No, nothing. No, Footprints, no. Not a thing. They simply don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really going to look very hard, as far as I could see. <laughs> they do say search for music looking for a bus. I mean, really. So, uh, yes, Liz starts to cry. Even Todd looks upset. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Liz clearly knows exactly what's after happening here and she's like oh my god he has her this is what's this is what the case is this is a disaster well we cut to another shack (laughs) derelict saloon (laughs) i thought it was going to meant to be like the span ranch you know (laughs) is this a western movie lot is it span ranch Oh my god, amazing. <laughs> I love that we have the same references for most of these things. <laughs> I mean, he does quite about Charles Manson vibes. You know, I, I see it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to collect some gals for himself. It's not going very well. He doesn't quite have the charisma to pull it off. <laughs> Nurse Shelby. I can imagine Nurse Shelby going no. to Carol. You might, might talk around, yeah. <laughs> Scree- Nurse Shelby as Squeaky Pro. Oh well, uh, yeah, uh, it is this like a world western saloon of course why not i was so happy to see those doors swinging so over and back wildly. like my god fantastic. very easy to escape from one oh think. my god so easy it might as well just be an open doorway <laughs> what's the plan carl it's also very nicely lit with oil lamps which he clearly mm. lit before he oh, before he headed old, out old timey oil lamps all over the gaff like it's deadly <laughs> very i mean it's a fixer-upper it sure is. But you could do a lot with it. You certainly could. Look, prop barrels and everything. It's, oh, it's lovely. yeah. Well, <laughs> Carl put a bound and gagged Jessica on a couch. Just quite comfy, I have to say. Mm. Um, and uh, says, oh, you should run away from me. You know I love you. We love each other. Because, of course, he thinks she's Liz. Of course. And he can see that she's trying to say something and also looks absolutely furious, which is probably throwing him off a bit. So he kind of he kind of pulls the tape uh, down from Jessica's mouth and just looks really surprised when Jessica immediately starts fucking yelling at him. She's like, you're insane. You make me sick. Let me go. So obviously she is most unimpressed by this. So he's a bit uh, caught off guard, I think, by this venom that he's getting from who he thinks is Liz. I kind of love how angry she is. Oh my God, she's fuming. And like, yeah, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> well, he's like, you're not Elizabeth. <laughs> she's like, yeah, that's right. Untie me. Yeah. Oh, she's she's so angry. Um, yeah. And he's like, oh, you're, you're not, you're nothing like your sister. And she's like, yes, I am. I hate you. And so does she. <laughs> uh, so this just winds him up, of course, even more. And he's like, no, Liz loves me. She's like, no, she doesn't. And there's this whole back and forth with yeah. um, them yelling at each other, basically. Well, eventually, <laughs> eventually... punching the couch. 
That's true. He does actually get a bit violent, like right next to her head. Uh, but she she still keeps shouting at him. But eventually he just kind of puts the tape back on her mouth and he's like, you're not very nice. I mean, he's not wrong. He's really not. But still. But, you know, he has a comment. Well, we cut to the frankly speaking studio where frankly oh. says they have a desperate plea. He is having a bumper week oh. with his shows lately. It's gas. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, again, I presume this is live. I don't know what's going on with the show. Uh, but Liz is making an appeal uh, to Carl or anyone who might know anything <laughs> about, uh, about what's going on with Jess. Uh, we also get to see them that Winston and Todd are on set watching at the oh, monitor. Yes. And I was just delighted to see Winston. So that's mostly why I wrote that down. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could honestly take or leave Todd. And I think we all could. <laughs> Definitely. But uh, yeah, so Liz, as she's reading out her little kind of scripted bit about um you know letting jessica go uh she kind of decides to just go off script altogether and says she'll do anything to get jessica back and offers to take her place <gasps> and that's when the cops start going oh she's going off script she's going off script <laughs> cut her off oh my god because <laughs> obviously she was just meant to you know say like give yourself up the police yes. will help you but um, yeah. once she starts offering herself up as a mm-hmm. sacrifice this is not playing by the kidnapping rules. Um, but as Liz says, let me go and take me in your place. We cut to Carl. Yeah, it kind of cuts to her on television. And then you just see the screen of the telly just getting smashed in with a baseball bat. It was very dramatic. Yeah. And um, I mean, they use a lot of their budget on that, on that telly <laughs> smashing. So it's very dramatic. It was great, though. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Worth it. It took me by surprise. <laughs> oh, same. Yeah, I did not expect it. Well, we cut to, uh, I guess it's the next day because it's daylight. Uh, and um, we're back in the shack. And mm-hmm. Carl is saying, alcohol should do it. And a delightfully sarcastic just says like, oh, it's not exactly the time for spring cleaning. <laughs> I like that she's still being a smart horse. She's still so sarcastic with him. And it's like, you kind, you really don't have the upper hand here, Jessica. But you know, I admire her spirit. You got to give her that. <laughs> um, well, uh, Carl says that Liz is trying, you know, in her TV appearance, is was trying to trick him. And Jessica's like, ooh, like that's the ultimate challenge. But she's gone too far. Carl is enraged. Yeah, he rounds on her and he's like, oh, you're making fun of me. And she actually does get a bit frightened then. And she's like, no, no. Uh. And, uh, you know, I, I guess kind of, you know, realizes that she is in actual danger here. Um, but also I was very confused by what the fuck Carl was up to for most of this bit. Uh, yes, it's very confusing. <laughs> My notes kept having to go back and forth because I was like, <laughs> what is he doing? I know, it's like DIY bomb, question mark. <laughs> Something to do with sand. <laughs> so I initially thought, oh, it's a bomb. But then yes, it's like, oh no, hang on. It's a booze-soaked rag that's yes. going to light a steel wool fuse. So you think, <sighs> bomb. But it's not a bomb. No. So what he's actually kind of, he's put together this really like elaborate fucking <laughs> MacGyver thing where it's like oh. a scales and when sand tips one of the bits of the scales down, it's like battery wires are going to hit some steel wool and that'll, oh. it's a very elaborate lighter basically like a timed lighter because the yes. sand is going to drip down from like this barrel that he's then put over everything. So I guess when the sand comes down through the cracks in the barrel to, at a certain point, it'll start a fire that will then ignite yes. this like soaked rag a bit away from the barrel. It was very complicated and I really didn't understand it until I actually saw it happening. Yes. 
So it is basically, yeah, all the weight of this sand is going to fall through a barrel mm. and then that weight will light the fuse and the whole place is going to go on fire. Yeah, but like quite slowly because it's literally going to just light a rag in the middle of the floor. Yes, and and spoiler alert, (laughs) when this happens, because it does, it's like the whole place starts burning in about 30 (laughs) seconds. I'm not really sure how, but... Maybe he soaked the whole place in petrol. I don't know. But yeah, it was it just it was very convoluted and a bomb would have been much handier to be honest. Much handier. But I guess a bomb would have killed everybody instantly. There wouldn't have been time uh, for any uh, last minute reprieves. Not that we won't <laughs> spoil this for you uh, listeners. So uh yeah, it's going through a hole in the floor and she tells Jessica she's going down to that hole too. Oh no. Yeah, so poor Jess has been stashed under the floor uh and then we kind of see Carl walking out of the saloon and there's a big sign over it that it's Jake Weather's saloon. He looks um, delighted was, with himself. He does. And like this whole set is very elaborate. Like it's like an entire ghost town yeah. for like a western movie or something. Um so It is the yeah. Spad Ranch. It kind of is, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say less murdery, but that's actually not the case either. No, not at all. <laughs> He's having, having a great go of it there, Zoe. <laughs> well, we, uh, yeah, he walks off and we see Jessica writhing underneath the floor as uh, Sam starts falling on this mm. convoluted timer scale yes. combo. <laughs> oh God, it's so complicated. <laughs> well, then we cut to the casa mm-hmm. where Liz answers the phone <laughs> to hear Carl Making me very angry. Oh my God, I knew you were going to be so mad. <laughs> Tell the listeners what she says, because I cannot bring myself to do this. You'll simply bite your tongue off in a fury oh, as you try to say it. <laughs> so yes, Carl's on the phone to Liz and he wants her to meet him behind. And even in my notes, I went dot, dot, dot. <laughs> uh, Jack, Jackman Canning. J- why? <laughs> Pat, like... Why would they do this? Well, this just feels like a personal attack on you at this stage, Anna. It really does. I mean, all this denial of the cans. And now, when we actually have a fucking canning factory, Mm -hmm. like, why won't they just make it Patman? This is like making Carl Peter for no real reason. But also Jackman is so close to Patman. It's like, you were were almost there. Why didn't you just do it? Oh, I am so... I just... I... I, I just feel enraged. I don't blame you. I'm disappointed. It's you know, it's 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 a lot to take in. <laughs> well, and and while I was reeling, so was the cameraman because the camera starts sort of zooming from one person to the other. Um, because yeah, Carl says, "Meet me behind the <clears throat> Jackman Canning Factory, or your sister dies." Um, the cop says, "Like they'll they'll wire Liz up and." Uh, the camera sort of moves dramatically from one person to the other because Todd is like, you can't go in. But Je- but Liz says, I have to or he'll kill Jessica. The camera <gasps> oh zooms God. up to her face. A lot so, of zooming around the place. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> so she arrives at the factory wearing a giant denim jacket. So big. Oh my God. <laughs> Never seen her wear anything like this before. <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> Well, the cops are around the corner because, of course, they bring them. But Winston Todd are 
pints of barrels. I didn't buy small barrels. And I, my notes were at this point. We're just like, why the fuck are Todd and Winston here? And then as, as, it, as it kept going, I was like, and why do they have lead pipes? Like, it's fucking Cluedo. <laughs> why are they involved at all? Where's the police backup? What is happening? Why are you involving more teenagers oh in this? Oh my God. I mean, like, at least the TV police are just as unprofessional as the book ones. That's it. <laughs> oh Weirdly God. a comfort. Isn't it? Yes. You know, some things do stay the same. <laughs> some bit of consistency is nice, I guess. True. So uh, Liz calls out for Carl and he emerges behind her. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so he's. Uh, oh, God. She just wants to know where Jessica is, of course. And he's like, oh, you'll have to come with me. I'll show you. <gasps> it's like um, a vanishing. Oh, my God. Yes. But um, Sadly, yeah, no, like, oh, my God, she is buried underground, but kind of. Ooh. Well, yeah, she's she is under some floorboards, so yeah. you know it's pretty underground. Yeah, but pretty um, he uh, he won't tell her where Jessica is. Uh, all he does say to her is, you know, oh, let's just say she's under the weather. Always ready really... to pun, which seems quite out of character for him, given what we've seen already. It does doesn't it? He doesn't seem like the type at all. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yes, he. Uh, that's all he. Uh, he says, and Todd is behind the barrels. Uh, of course, wanted to kill that guy. He doesn't actually say it, sadly. He does yell you're dead when he eventually tries to ruin everything and actually runs at uh, at Carl before anybody has told him to or the cops have. Oh, of course <laughs> Well, Winston tells him, look, we need, you know, we can't jump out. We need to see that Jessica's safe. And... Um, when Carl says they don't have much time, you we go to the cops. You go, come on, dirtbag, tell us where he is. And it's like he says it into the wire, as if he's oh my God. like, it's also like that's headphones. gonna help Liz. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But like the way he's listening as well to the wire is so funny because it's like he's got the headphone in his ear, but it looks like a wire just dangling down to nothing. It does. It looks like it's like is part of it attached to Liz somehow? Like what is <laughs> happening? A really comedically long lead going between the two. Of the, nothing to see here, folks. Don't worry about it, Carl. <laughs> I mean, seriously, don't worry about it because those things are useless. Oh, my God. Well, um, of course, Todd uh, can't be patient for, you know, a single second and leaps out. Such a dickhead. Oh, my God. So, yeah, Todd just puts everyone in danger by, like, yeah. leaping out from behind the barrels and, like, rushing at Carl with his fucking lead pipe. Uh, and obviously, Carl sees this and just, like, runs the other way. And Todd just kind of stands there with his pipe because <laughs> he wasn't going to do anything, really. So the cops have to chase uh, Carl down and manage to drag him from, like, there's a big wire fence or something yes. he tries to, to scramble over, but uh, is caught in time. Yeah. So they bundle him away, but there's no sign of Jessica nearby and Liz uh, he's bundled into the car and Liz approaches the car and begs Carl to tell her where Jessica is like if I mean anything at all to you tell me where she hmm. is and Carl just says she'll be dead in an hour and then they just drive him off like they don't you know seem to see this as an urgent issue Nope, the police are basically done here. That's, uh, that's <laughs> it. They seem to have absolutely no interest in finding Jessica at all. Nothing. Like, not even going to interrogate him there nope. just to, you know, see should, where should they go. Nope. Even when he says, she'll be dead in an hour. <laughs> you think we'll give them a sense of urgency. You would think, but literally, I'm pretty, yeah, that is the last we see of those cops, I'm pretty sure, for the rest of this episode. Yeah. They are done and done and out of here, off the <laughs> clock, going home. See you, kids. <laughs> and we crush to poor Jessica writhing away beneath the saloon as the weight gets lower and lower. Oh, no. Poor Jess. 
So back at the canning factory, Winston asks <laughs> if uh, Carl said anything to Liz that might give any hint where his new lair was. Mm-hmm. And of course, Todd, helpful as ever, is like, think, Liz, think. Oh, as angrily as ever. It's like, why, again, why are you mad at her all the time? <laughs> mad at everyone. And how is yelling pink at her going to help anything? (laughs) Well, um, Liz remembers that when she was captured by Kara, he said that, you know, they were going to go off and live somewhere where there was nobody around for years. And Todd is like, ooh, must have said nobody around for miles. But Liz insisted it was years. And that gives Winston an idea. (gasps) Yeah, they try to figure out what he could have meant. And they're like, "Mm, was it like an abandoned mine, an old cemetery? But then Liz is like, no, it was somewhere we were going to live. And Winston, because he's amazing, uh, is like, oh my God, Copperville. (laughs) Sure, apparently it's been abandoned for years. (laughs) (laughs) There's just a ghost town down the road. Your friendly neighbourhood ghost town. (laughs) Well, Liz says, yeah, it's a whole town and there's only three of them. And Winston says, he'll take care of that. And he does, because our next shot is the whole gang descending on this old-timey ghost town. <laughs> Hooray! Lila's even wearing her ringmaster jacket as she struts yes. in. Oh, love to pearls. see it. So good. Just glamour all the time, even at a search party. Oh, love and it. she's doing a proper strut with, you know, one hand <laughs> raised, a sassy attitude. Oh, just love her so much. <laughs> so Liz reminds him that Carl said Jessica was under the weather. And an excited Lila points out the weather and sun stables. So for a split second, they think they've got it, but not for long. Oh, no. Yeah, I think Enid then notices that there's like the saloon is Weathers and somebody else points out there's a hotel that's like basically half the things in this town are owned by Weathers and Co. or and Sons yes. or whatever. Uh, so they have to split into groups and search. And that can only be one thing. <laughs> it's a montage. I'm just so impressed that they've pulled it off with every episode. Oh my god! <laughs> Even in like a relatively serious story arc, we've still managed to get a fucking montage per episode. I'm delighted. I am so happy. <laughs> I was wondering until we hit the ghost town, and then I thought, oh, it's going to have to be this. This, but this I was is it. thinking, <laughs> is this going to be the first episode without a montage? Can it be? Yeah. And I mean, but no. yeah, you, it's they just every time they fucking get it. I love it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, this time Pound Shop Nationally Merchant has got sort of funky because it's uh, sort of a bit like the only one I know by uh, the charlatans in the background where um, Pound Shop Nationally is saying, living underground, Ooh. we should just look down. <laughs> I love how on the nose the lyrics always Oh my God, amazing. Like even when we did the Halloween re uh, we we aired the Halloween um, special the other week, mm. and I'd forgotten that the lyrics of the of the montage and that were like, "My nightmares come true. I'm trapped inside my school." <laughs> How else? Like, there's no other context context for that song to ever work yeah. at all, ever. But just it's so perfect for that fucking buckwild montage. My <laughs> yeah. God, I love it. <laughs> Well, the gang go around the town and nervous Koichi and Manny go into the mortuary. Got to enjoy every Koichi second because he's only in one more episode. God, oh no, I know. And he was so briefly in this one that literally every shot I was like, oh, there he is. So handsome. Barely saw him. (laughs) 
barely at all uh, but yeah I just had to appreciate the fleeting moments unfortunately um uh yeah we see Jessica writhing we see you know people toddling is running in and out of places and in my mm. absolute favorite moment we see Edith and Bruce approach a building and Bruce looks hilariously nervous about going <laughs> into this place perhaps like he might go on fire as soon as he crossed the threshold <laughs> and then Edith blesses herself and it's a church Oh, so good. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was the first thing was amazing. Brilliant. <laughs> like, oh, my God. He, he was so freaked out. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> you can't touch consecrated ground. Absolutely not. Immediate bursting into flames. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the saloon. Uh, two should be there with Lila. Hurrah! Nicholas. Ugh, boo. <laughs> And they've searched the whole place and they the whole building and they haven't found anything. But uh, then Lila spots the barrel. She does, and she kind of sees the sand on top of it and starts like smushing it around on top of the barrel. And it's like, oh no, Lila, stop! Yeah. And she's like, oh, what's all this stuff doing here? <laughs> kind of perplexed by the whole thing, but they think they hear something. Um, oh yeah, this is awful. This is- um, yeah. Oh, this is it. Yeah, sorry, because she actually she smushes around the sand a bit, but then she leans on the barrel because her shoes are killing yeah, her. And, and the uh, sand falls down into, you know. Yeah, so Jessica can see it all kind of coming down. Um, but yeah, Jessica obviously can't scream because she's gagged. So she's just kind of like mm, trying to mm. make she's noise. She's making those noises and they do yeah. hear something. Very stressful. Yeah. So yeah, I think Nicholas is like, oh, do you hear something? And the pair of them kind of pipe down. But then they can just hear Liz in the distance calling Jessica and they're like, oh no, it's just Liz. <gasps> and just head off. And they're like, oh no, let's keep looking. But like, oh no, it's it's oh. terrible because poor Jessica's under there. Like she was literally right under their feet. So and she can hear quite, them. That's it. Like it's quite stressful actually, oh. that little bit. <laughs> By the way, did you notice that they left hand in hand? Oh my god, I didn't. Ugh. Interesting. Wrong. Wrong. Lila's been working away behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, Lila, you could do better than that. Come on. So much better. Like, I adore the swooping of it all, but, uh, you know, no. set Don't... your sights a little higher. Definitely. <laughs> well, poor Jessica cries uh, and weeps as the fuse lights, setting fire to a rag. Oh, uh, no. And immediately fills the place with smoke. Shit. So the gang meet up in the street, and obviously, no joy um mm. but then they notice the saloon is on fire and it's got oh, a no. weather vane on top because Carl's yeah. uh, <laughs> remark was very there were layers to his yeah. little uh, fucking reference i guess i don't know i was like oh really is that necessary come on <laughs> <laughs> she's under the weather there's the weather oh. vane oh my god okay you didn't need two meanings come on <laughs> Well, Liz, of course, they realise this must, you know, if it's spontaneously gone on fire, this must have yes. something to do with Jessica being captured. So Liz yeah. wants to rush into the saloon, but Todd holds her back. Oh, fucking Todd. I know, yeah, she manages to get away from him, thankfully, <laughs> uh, and runs into the building. Uh, and again, yeah, it, it did start as a very small fire, but as you say, that place was obviously a fucking tinderbox because it just all went up in no length of time. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, Liz runs in and it's, of course, it's really smoky and there's fire everywhere. So she kind of trips over um, Jessica, I think, has passed out at this stage, actually. Yes. And I thought at first that Liz had also passed out like immediately. Yes, I was like, so Come on, now, Liz. <laughs> that is what it looks like. But she actually just tripped over or fell or something. And yeah. but thankfully, where she fell, she basically landed with her face like right on like a little <laughs> gap that she could see Jessica through. So that worked out quite well. <laughs> yes. So uh, she um, 
Todd uh, finds her, like there's sort of a bit of faux drama when he can't mm. see her in the smoke that's immediately yeah. filled this building. Um, but they do rescue her. They all escape, coughing wildly. And Lila luckily has her cell phone. So <gasps> Hooray! she can call an ambulance. But Jessica on the case is still unconscious. Oh, no. And then... <laughs> My goodness, a, a bounty this week. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what do we see? What what feast for the eyes? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, it's such a funny cut, actually, because it's just like Jessica, unresponsive, very dramatic. And suddenly we cut back to frankly speaking. Yay! <laughs> and he's telling us that, or the viewer, that the terror this man waged on the Wakefield twins won't be soon forgotten. Certainly won't. Oh my God. Absolutely not. Hilarious. Oh God. Yeah, so he explains that uh, Carl, or Peter, whatever, Carl, uh, is back in police custody. So uh, the twins are safe. Hooray! <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're just about to, it's, of course, it's another rad break is on. Oh, of course. The twins aren't coming on to laughter it, but... Uh, Jessica has her hair in a curly updo for I think the first time since that uh, since the pilot. Oh, she did have something like it with the Princess Antidora. Oh, episode. you're right, she did. Yes. Um. So, uh, yes, she's all glam. Jessica or Liz is wearing a stripy polo neck with a grey pinny. Quite a contrast. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, Jessica is super glam. Like she's got her her curly updo, her little Medusa curls, uh, and like a she wearing like a black halter neck dress yes. again or something like that yeah very glam looks great and yeah they're both dressed like the opposite of each other basically yeah. um but they're having quite a ten a tender twin moment they are uh, over to the side of the stage yes jessica says she's been waiting for this moment for so long and she owes it all to liz for saving her life um and uh as they hug jeremy announces his new co-host because i guess she's <laughs> <laughs> got a full-time job now? I don't know. Sure, why not? It's not like she has to go to school or anything. Uh, yeah, he yeah, he wants to introduce his new co-host, apparently a very brave young woman, Jessica Wakefield. <laughs> <gasps> and uh, as Jessica is, is about to go on, Liz whispers, whispers to her to move to the left because they both have the same good side. <laughs> oh, yes, they, they laugh merrily. And that's the end. Oh, freeze frame. Yay. <laughs> oh, so th- that was kidnapped. That was so good. They I just. Both been kidnapped. I love it. There you go. Equal opportunity kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> no one's left out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, you know, in the book, only Liz gets. Well, actually, I think Jessica does get. Uh, Jessica does get kidnapped at some stage, doesn't she? Uh, she was almost kidnapped by Christopher in Two Boy Weekend, but then Liz oh, took her place and ended up in the boot true. of a car. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't get a go at the Carl kidnapping. And now she even got a shack of her own. There you go. She got her very own saloon shack. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed the Kidnapped Trilogy. If oh I may go God. so far. Let's call it that. Um, <laughs> as much as we did, which was a lot Quite frankly, I mean, I don't know how next week's episode is going to compare uh, compare with this. I mean, we've had such a kind of like three episode high with all of this. Yeah, uh, it can only be an anticlimax. Well, I mean, I have seen the episode description, and I fear it will be an anticlimax, mm. um, because it uh, it is based on a little book called "Say Goodbye." Hmm. 
So, I don't know. I don't know. Look, maybe it'll have one last hurrah with Koichi. So, you know, there might be something to cling to there. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he'll get a cute B-plot or something that we'll get to have fun with. I don't know. Before he leaves us forever. That's that's a really thing. That's who we're really saying goodbye to before yeah, he disappears <laughs> off to work in finance. <laughs> Whatever, Koichi, you handsome bastard. <laughs> who needs you? <laughs> well, listeners, are, are you going to be as sad as we are at the uh, departure of Koichi? Because I know... <laughs> forget, forget Todd, we're just really upset about losing Koichi. <laughs> We are. Uh, well, let us know what you think. We love hearing from you. Um, you had thoughts on the last episode. I am Sarah. 1981 said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We get Nicholas Morrow. Why no Regina? Oh, God. Really was a missed opportunity there, wasn't it? Um, news from Nihon asked, mm, were hospitals still using Ether in 1994? <laughs> it's a very valid question, to be fair. <laughs> Though Pippi and Shirley had a uh, at a point that may explain the uh, the strange working habits of the Sweet Valley Memorial Hospital slash community <laughs> hospital. Yes, the ever changing name of the hospital. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she reckons that. Oh, yeah, she had a thought that might uh, give them a pass on their <laughs> rampant <laughs> staffing problem, and reckons maybe they're largely an outpatient an outpatient facility uh, because they have those in Ontario where Ooh. small towns have a small hospital that's mostly X rays, MRIs, dialysis, etc., and graver issues requiring more intensive care are often directed to nearby major centres. It's like I don't know why I'm trying so damn hard to make <laughs> them seem better, but Shelby looks so over it, and I feel her. <laughs> Very fair point. <laughs> well, uh, Katie Longstreth had another point that might explain uh, some of the uh, stranger aspects of the TV show. She said, obviously, the reason Liz is the most important person in Jessica's life, as she did say in the episode, is because they're all each other have. If Liz and Alice got to show up and one of them is kidnapped, I don't think they'll ever show up. <laughs> Katie also said, I don't know if I can take much more of Todd's ragey pouting. Can we get some hashtag for Jeffrey action to get rid of Todd? Oh, if only. Oh, well, that's what we're hoping to. <laughs> um, Neri Siren made some good points. She did say, I love that they renamed Carl after a horror film actor from the 70s who mysteriously disappeared until the mid 90s. Now we know where he disappeared <laughs> to. <laughs> She did. She says, I may have Googled the name because it sounded familiar. I thought he was one of the carpenters. But that was Richard Carpenter. <laughs> um, but uh, Neri made the very good point that I love how anytime Liz does or is accused of something so on Liz like, blabbing secrets, ditching her friends, people are like, oh, my gee, Liz, what a jerk. Instead of, hey, something's weird here. Maybe we should check on her. Like, Winston jumps to anger a little too conveniently for the plot. <laughs> that is very true it's like you all know Liz like this is clearly out of character so why are they immediately like oh fuck her man <laughs> it was a very good point uh, Neri also said Todd is the worst he should be worried about Liz leaving him but not for the reason he so arrogantly thinks <laughs> oh tantalizingly she says I may need to add a new bingo square going into season two. Oh my god I do love the bingo oh so so good, so good. um <laughs> Well, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters, we uh, we always love hearing from you. You know where to find us. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. 
You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at svhpodcast. And uh, actually, if you go to our Twitter, if you missed some of the magic moments from the mm-hmm. last episode, a uh, friend of the show, Lisa Toon, did make some amazing gifts of... Um, of uh, some of the highlights of the last episode, including the bit I missed of Lila swooping in to Nicholas. Oh my God, it's so good. Truly, it's a gif I can just watch on loop forever because yeah. she's just, she's poetry in motion in the background there. It's fantastic. Oh, majestic, <laughs> some would say. Majestic. So, um, yes, it is, uh, it's always a delight to hear, uh, to hear from, uh, from all of you because we really, really, really appreciate you start um, supporting the show and you make us laugh a lot with your, with your comments. Honestly, the comments are always gas and we just love, like every time we get a notification anywhere, it's like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> it always is. I it really often is. laugh out loud. <laughs> same we cackle as much as as we do on the show when we're just reading your comments <laughs> we do uh, i mean especially like it, the, the the amount of creativity the gift making oh my god i think one of my so, favorites of like of lisa's gifts were uh she posted uh jessica dares to express worry concern about her very kidnapped <laughs> and possibly dead sister todd <laughs> and it's the gift of todd angrily going jessica you have to stay calm Oh my god, fantastic. Just so good. Oh. Well, um Private Alpha Sisters, it is the grand finale next week. <gasps> oh my god. Yeah, next time round in uh, in the clubhouse, it's going to be the season finale and it's it's I guess it's exciting. You know, we've and I can't believe we've done a whole series of a TV show. <laughs> yes. We, I mean, we've said it before, but we did not have such high expectations when we were coming into this. And now, 21 episodes later, oh we God. are diehard fans. Truly, I would die for this cast. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we get such a genuine pleasure from watching it. Honestly. Gleefully mocking it true but you know and we also genuinely do laugh watching oh, it too yeah, like there is laugh. Some yeah. great comedic timing there's some surprisingly good jokes and yeah. Like, yeah when they get when they get stuff like really right from the books or throw in a deep cut it's just like oh god it's so satisfying it really is like this is the thing this is not a hate watch this is a joy no, watch i'm delighted to watch that i get excited when it's like time to take notes let's go yeah. <laughs> it's more fun like, than reading the books to be honest i have to stop myself from like watching the next episode oh. straight away like I did with kidnapped part two. <laughs> you did, yes. I managed to restrain myself. <laughs> Very impressive. Oh God, it is great fun. Uh, yeah, I'm just so glad it's all there online. I wish they fucking put it on Disney Plus though. You can request oh, shows for Disney Plus to add, by the you. way. So I've, every so often I do that. I just go onto their feedback page and I'm like, add Sweet Valley High. <laughs> oh my God, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think They have the rights for it. So do everyone bad with Disney, okay? <laughs> yeah. They can do it if they want to. They really could. They're just hoarding four seasons of Sweet Valley High. Come on. Not letting us have them. (laughs) Well, listeners, we will see you in the main feed next week where, I mean, uh, it's going to be a a pretty heavy one, I think, because it is another Sweet Valley Do racism book. Not as as violently as Mm. uh, there's, there's no physical violence in it, but there is Lila behaving in a way that is like really irredeemable um, I mean she's 
been terrible many times, oh, but she crosses yeah. lines. In it's going to be grim. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I really <laughs> so apologize that- for the <laughs> grim books recently. Fucking Michael <laughs> and his bike boring the shite out oh, of everyone. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so look forward to next week's episode, I guess, because we're not. <laughs> but, sorry. We will be back at the clubhouse. We've escaped the shack. We've escaped the spa oh, movie ranch. We <laughs> made it out of Weatherville. <laughs> we will be back in the clubhouse in two weeks when we find out what happens. When Elizabeth and Todd, oh please, oh please, oh please, oh please, <laughs> say goodbye. Oh my God. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.